0: And it's now time for It Just Means More. We are the serious, semi-serious podcast about the SEC for serious SEC fans. I blew our intro tagline, all the smithereens, but you get the point. I'm Michelle Brown, and I am joined by Carrie Lewis, and we are back for episode two of It Just Means More.
1: Yes, because like episode one was a lot of fun. And I'll tell you what, I'm di- I dig our opening music. I like I, I like it. I'm bounced to it. <laughs> yeah, I'm I'm going
0: to see when when we uh work on the voiceover thing for the intro, I'm going to see if they can use that cuz it's actually it's kind of grown on me. Uh I don't know if that's scary or not, but hey, I mean, it, it just it just seems like something that you'd hear on a Saturday
1: down south. Yeah, I I'm just like that bass line, boom 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 boom. I like that.
0: Well, you see, we are easily entertained. Uh, we are here tonight to give you our unique look on the things that are going on in the SEC uh, right now. Of course, we're focused on football, and with good reason, because tonight we were treated to the unveiling of the college football playoff top 25.
1: Yes, we were. And and uh, let me tell you, I happier I cannot be. About Kentucky, I'll just say that right out of right out of the gate.
0: I I could not agree more. It's it's so funny because I realized today that I had put a note, you know, not to forget to tune in at seven o'clock for the unveiling of the poll,
1: and never did I imagine that I would care. Oh no, totally! And hey, can we talk about that for just just a second? That say I didn't tune in to the unveiling of the poll because I'm like, you know what? I'll catch it on Twitter. Or whatever when it comes out, because frankly, I find those shows irritating and, and nonsensical. Honestly, they, they they take too long. It's like it could it could be like a three minute show. Okay, here's the poll. Okay, yeah, all right, bye. But instead, they got to draw it out. And how long was it? Was it was it a half hour? Was it an hour?
0: I think the show was going to go on for an hour, but they had everything unveiled in the first 15 minutes.
1: They they unveiled them, it, like, right at the beginning?
0: Oh, yeah. They started out, they had uh, 25 through uh, 11 were unveiled all, like, just, they did them in, in little groups of five. And it was just bam, bam, bam. And then they went through 10 through 7. Mm-hmm. And then they... Uh, and then one through six came out as they got the information live from the committee.
1: Oh, okay, okay. See so it just,
0: they,
1: they, they did a little feel like...
0: gitty bit of blurby about, you know, each grouping. Uh, they were trying to talk up the ACC, really trying to talk up how great it was if they had some that came in, you know, 21 through 25, and that's really going to help Clemson's strength of schedule. Uh,
1: yeah, the ACC is not going to help Clemson's strength of schedule. Okay. <laughs>
0: Uh, Amazingly enough, they they didn't really do any whining about Ohio State coming in at 10. One spot below Kentucky, I would like to point out.
1: Uh, But overall,
0: you know, seven SEC teams.
1: Well, and you know what? LSU snuck in there in the top three. They did.
0: And uh, Georgia, of course, the the way they brought that out, they put the top four, they set them on brackets, you know, one, two, three, four, how they would play off and then they had five and six sitting right below them like they were ready to strike.
1: Mm -hmm.
0: But we all know that this weekend there's some big matchups, and there's going to be some shaking up uh, in the top. I mean, obviously, Bama or LSU, what I'm going to lose. We'll talk about them more in a bit. Uh, Georgia and Kentucky, what I'm going to lose. Yep. So who knows, but uh, just for those, in, in case you do live under a rock and our podcast is the first you hear about the poll, (laughs) <laughs> I hope you don't live under a rock, first of all, because that, that would be very uncomfortable. Uh,
1: but if you hear well, this from
0: us first, bravo you!
1: Maybe you're sitting on a rock in the end zone in Missouri for in Missouri Stadium for some odd reason that baffles me still.
0: Yeah, um, there you know, there's a lot of strange things uh, as as I've gone on looking at other schools, just planning kind of ahead uh, in the weeks to come. There's a lot of strange things that happen at, at schools, but the Missouri Rock is a yeah that that's of fire. Well, here. and you know,
1: I had I had somebody on Twitter who I I know I know who he is or whatever, and uh, shout out to Tooth to- to Um But he he was like, yeah, he said something about I said something on Twitter about well, I don't understand why people pay good money to sit on a rock. And he said that when he went was going to Missouri that those were that was free that area was free but now that's that was like in the eighties or something so I'm just going to assume and somebody correct me on this if I'm wrong because I did not look this up um, that people now have to pay to sit on those that rock you know with the the M in the end zone there
0: okay you know that's. Uh... If that's your thing, fine, but, boy, they better be really, really, really cheap seats. That's all I got to say.
1: Yeah, I, I'm not even sure I would pay $5 to sit on a rock.
0: No, Yeah, and, yeah, it's one thing when you're paying $10 to stand up an entire basketball game. At least you're down on the floor, literally, you know. I mean, but five on a yeah. rock under whatever elements mm-hmm. may be. I mean, you know, it's it's not like football is guaranteed good weather. Uh, you don't believe us. You ask. you know, Wisconsin last weekend. <laughs>
1: Yeah no. Well, I think that this whole – with the poll and, you know, the the four teams that are currently in, Alabama, Clemson, LSU, and Notre Dame, I think Notre Dame has probably got the easiest path right now to stay in it. Um, I know Clemson still has to play South Carolina, and I'm not sure who else they have to play. Alabama obviously has to play LSU. Alabama has to play Auburn, although Auburn is – Auburn's not what we thought that they were going to be this season. Um, they're struggling, struggling hard on the uh, – you know, Michigan at 7-1, and one, they got a chance to sneak in there. The Big Ten may end up getting somebody in, maybe.
0: Well, they tend I – mean, we know that the AP poll has been doing their best all season to somehow manufacture the Big Ten as being stronger than it actually is. Um, but you don't have those people involved in the college football playoff uh, committee, so it doesn't matter what they think. Now, the the thing about Notre Dame, uh, they may have the easiest path, but I think at this stage, if they lose one game, they're gonna they will fall the furthest of anybody in that group. That's my yeah.
1: Yeah, I, I would I would agree with that. Just because they don't they're not in a conference and they don't play a conference championship and or anything like that. So that I think that definitely hurts them. Um, UCF seven and zero still still in my opinion getting the shaft, and that's a holdover from last year. And I you know I I think yeah they don't they don't have the uh, the greatest schedule, but I don't think that their schedule sucks that terribly. Um, you know, they've gotta play some they play some decent teams. You know, they play USF, they play Memphis. Um, those teams are decent. Uh they're they're just as decent as some of the non conference or conference teams that, that these other, you know, guys are playing. And uh I, I think that they keep winning. I think they deserve more respect to them than they're getting because they're winning with their schedule, I mean they're winning games.
0: Well, yeah, it's to me it's one thing with the Associated Press and them having their their certain biases that that's always going to be the way it is. What I will take exception to uh, that seems to have become more prevalent recently is television analysts. Now, they're, sp- they're called analysts. They're supposed to analyze that. That's kind of like what being an analyst is. You're supposed to provide analysis, factual information, statistical data. Now, it's one thing to to say, you know, I, I don't think this team is as strong uh, versus this other team. I mean, they're ranked higher and, you know, these numbers. Like, but, but I don't, I mean, my eye test to them is a little different. That's one thing for an analyst to say. It's quite another for them to just flat get out there and tell you, this team's got no business being here.
1: Mm-hmm. They need
0: to go away. And, and I've been seeing a whole lot of this homerism showing up. And, and uh, yeah, yeah, we're Kentucky homers, but you, you should never, in any case, have an analyst on a live show say Kentucky needs to go away because they have basketball. Uh,
1: yeah, that doesn't make any sense to me whatsoever. So we should just stop playing football? I mean, we should just forfeit the rest of our games because basketball started? That's nonsense.
0: And my question to her would be, okay, let's say that Georgia or Alabama or LSU or any of them have some nice success in basketball season. I mean, they've got some good, strong teams coming up. Are you going to get on TV and tell them, go away, they have football?
1: Yeah. I, I, yeah. I mean, that just that makes zero sense. So I,
0: I don't I just do what you're paid to do, and you know, save your personal homerism opinions for your after dinner drinks with your buddies. That that'll be cool.
1: Well, and I mean that's all. It's all fine and good, you know. if You don't think it, whatever, but I, that's that's a that's a. I don't know what word I'm looking for. It's not a. Good, it's a bad opinion. That's a bad opinion. <laughs> without the bourbon, one of my other podcasts. There, yeah, without the bourbon. It's a bad opinion. It's terrible. It's a terrible opinion. It, it's an it's an awful – It's it tells me that they haven't been paying attention this season. That's exactly what that says to me.
0: And I could bring up what uh, Clay Travis said, but I consider him to be a troll of the largest order, and uh, his thoughts really matter not to me. But I think when you start making personal – attacks against fans, you've really crossed the line.
1: Yeah, and, and the thing in that is, I mean, it. I think it really all derives, goes back to however you want to put it, all this social media. Because with, with Twitter, you know, you get this direct interaction with people, um, whether they're following you or whether you know them, whether you're friends with them or not, you get this direct interaction with people. And I think that that on some level, as Professional as you know the the analysts or whatever is supposed to be, when you get somebody that's pushing your buttons and pushing your buttons and push, pushing your buttons, eventually you're going to push back. And I'm not justifying any of it. I'm just kind of giving a a take as to why this kind of seems to have you know exploded. I I don't know. Um, help me out here a little bit. Well,
0: I to me. I get what you're saying. It's it's a thing. It's all about clicks and Uh followers and look, you know, it's it's like when you've got a child at home that maybe isn't getting uh, attention from their parents, and so they start acting out and misbehaving because at some point even negative attention is better than none. And yeah, it seems no. to be the philosophy that these, these guys take. Whatever it takes to get somebody to their website to look at their show, even if it's to unleash it. But by the same token, you could follow somebody like Mike DeCoursey from Sporting News. Mm-hmm. You know, uh, he doesn't do any of that garbage and has a huge following and gets a huge number of clicks. So there is, there's room in today's society. If you want to go and actually do the work and do your job, you can be successful, and everybody. I think the the hate route is trying to take a shortcut.
1: Yeah, like some of these guys. That you're right. They just. I mean, they just want to push buttons, and that, and that's and they they yeah. know exactly they know exactly what they're doing, exactly what they're doing.
0: Well, anyhow, so so there you have it. Uh, just the rundown, real quick. The SEC teams in the top 25. Obviously, we said Alabama, number one, no shock. LSU, number three. Georgia came in at number six, Kentucky number nine, Florida at eleven, Mississippi State eighteen, and A and M at twenty. So not only seven teams for the SEC in the poll, seven in the top twenty.
1: Yes, and you know Washington State comes in there at number eight. Um, I think it's going to be real tough for the Pac-10 to get in, even if things fall completely apart at the top. I or the Pac the Pac yeah Pac Pac-12 sorry. Pack ten, twelve, yeah. pack twelve. I whatever you, you know what I mean.
0: Conference says like pick a name and stick with it. Those, does teams, does teams out west? <laughs> yeah, that have a greatly inflated opinion of their quality their
1: of favorite, football. Favorite. Yes.
0: Yeah. Well, they're not exactly a swimming in wonderfulness in basketball, but we won't
1: even we won't get there yet either. No, that's um, uh, that's at least a month down the road.
0: Although, you know, uh, next week, college basketball season does kick off in a big way, so we're really not that far. We are a couple of months from conference play and, and really getting into that, so we'll have lots of football before we get to the basketball time, so never fear. Uh, our focus is SEC because it just means more.
1: Absolutely.
0: Now, before we get to our game of the week, we'll give you the... Um, the particulars that if you ever want to contact us, suggest any games of the week or any topics you would like to hear us discuss or any, uh, facts or stories you've heard that you would like to share that we can put on the show. We'll give you a shout out. You can tweet us at, it just means M O R one because Twitter hates me, or you can email us. We told you last week on our first episode, totally butchered our email address. Um, that's what happens if Michelle is left alone without her notebook.
1: Uh,
0: our email address is secmeansmore at gmail dot com. Yes. I, yeah, I think I said just means more. No, wrong, yeah. wrong, wrong, I'll wrong.
1: Put that sec in front of in front of it.
0: <laughs> yes, secmeansmore at gmail dot com. And uh, trust me, I am monitoring that mailbox daily. So. Anything you send to us will get seen and addressed. And if you got a debate for us, by all means, if there's a topic you would like us to to debate, we're all up for that too, because we're just we're just that flexible and accommodating.
1: That's it. That's exactly right. And, and you know, we're unconventional. We're unconventional over here. We love the unconventional stuff.
0: Yeah, and and the the beauty of it is, uh, Carrie and I can sit here, and, and we've had some debates on other topics. Uh, she'll send me a message during a game And I'll disagree with her and I'll tell her why And she'll tell me why I'm wrong And I'll tell her why she's wrong And we love each other at the end of it It's so cool, why can't life be that way
1: <laughs> I don't know, I don't know
0: <laughs> But we're going to move in Because, hey, we're already 17 minutes into our show How exciting
1: Well, there uh, you go. So we,
0: better, we better get into our game of the week And it's a big one I mean, there's two big ones uh, This weekend in the SEC Both divisions are essentially getting decided on saturday and uh, yep. we've decided we we will focus on lsu and alabama there's uh, a lot of reasons to pick either team i know alabama will be the overwhelming favorite for most but uh carrie do you have any uh reasons that you would pick
1: lsu to win this game to pick lsu okay we'll start we'll, st- we'll start with them we'll start with them first well, um, let's see. I can tell you that they actually um, – I'm sorry, I have lost my place on my facts here. They actually allowed people to uh, – live in, there were dorms in Tiger Stadium. Um, They were built in 1924 and LSU, well, uh, in 1924 LSU students lived in Tiger Stadium. About 1500 of them lived in the in-stadium dormitory. Um, The dorms uh, were used in the 80s. They weren't air conditioned. They were apparently completely like army barracks, like really, really, really just not good spaces to to live in. Yeah, uh, I mean, really bad. Um, and so they were used in the '80s, and I think they were used again in the '90s when some other dorms were being renovated. They were completely torn down in 2016 during that renovation. But how cool is that that they let students live in the in the football stadium?
0: That's that's pretty awesome. Uh, the fact that they've had uh, I guess, and I, and I will apologize because I cannot read the year here. I wrote something on top of it, but at one point they collected twenty-five cents from each student in the student body, uh, and they ended up totaling seven hundred and fifty dollars, and that's when they were able to purchase their first live tiger for their mascot. And they are now on Mike the Sixth. But yes. Uh, the, the fact that they that they let the students purchase the first one and in a quarter, I mean, I'd chip in a quarter for that.
1: Absolutely. Yeah, no. Definitely. Yeah. And you know, and, and they take they took they take good care of Mike. I ha- I've been down there a couple of times and have seen his enclosure and it's very nice. And you know, they vet students to take care of him and, and you know veterinarians and he has a very nice space. He is very well treated.
0: Although right, I heard, so, I believe it was 2014 that he was kind of a persnickety little dude, and he refused to come out of his home for any of the games.
1: He did. He did not want to go in his his cage um, that they have on the sidelines there. Yes, that is that is <laughs> absolutely true. Um, Baton Rouge is only an hour from New Orleans. I mean, and, come on. Yeah.
0: That that's absolutely. I was, I was like, you know, there's a town that's got Mardi Gras within spitting distance. I'm sorry. That just trumps about anything. Alabama has to offer no offense to the great state of Alabama.
1: And I'm going to tell you, I've been to, I've been to Baton Rouge. I've been to LSU, Death Valley three times. And the, once I stayed in Baton Rouge, the other two times we stayed in New Orleans and drove in and that's the way to do it. But I'm going to tell you right now, Death Valley at night atmosphere. What a college football atmosphere. I mean, even when they were playing Kentucky, you know, I went to see them play Kentucky, um, it's loud loudest stadium as I've ever been in, ever. Well,
0: and and along the terms of being near Baton Rouge, I just think the fact that their cheer, Go Tigers, G-E-A-U-X, the little French little influence, I think that's way cooler than Roll Tide Roll.
1: Yeah, yeah. Well, you know, the song, Hate Fighting Tigers, this is interesting. Um, oh yeah, I saw that.
0: That You yes. were still mine again this week. Well,
1: thanks a lot. Well, you know what? I got. I you you go on that one. I got another one I can do. Well, uh,
0: the the song was originally written for Lucille Ball,
1: mm-hmm. and uh,
0: then that got adopted by LSU, and they rewrote the lyrics to be more tiger centric. Uh, and you have the year, and because after you started saying that, I just ripped out the piece of paper and. I lost
1: it so. <laughs> <laughs> Got my little the kind of notes here. <laughs> but y- you are correct. It was originally written for a musical starring Lucille Ball. Yep. And uh the band director in 1959 actually was only 26 years old. And he was the youngest band director in the nation. And he founded what became the Golden Girls, LSU's dance line, also.
0: Yes, not to be confused with the old series from NBC, uh, The Golden Girls. Uh.
1: Yes. No. Yes.
0: Now, All I've right, got here, here. another reason. Oh, okay, you go ahead. Yes, no. You go ahead. Go, go. Go ahead. Oh, I was just going to say this reason is it this did not require a whole lot of research, uh, and it may not even be the something that's new and different to you, but the mere fact that ESPN's SPI has projected with an 80% Right. That Alabama will win the game right there. The FBI is so flawed and has been so wrong for so many games all year long. That in and of itself gives LSU the edge. All right.
1: Well, I'll tell you what also might give LSU the edge is the LSU Indian Mounds are located near the northwest corner of the campus. Two mounds were created by Native Americans more than 5,000 years ago and functioned as territorial markers or symbols of group identity. In 1999, the mounds, which are part of a larger mound group throughout the state, are older than any in North America, Mesoamerica, or South America, and predate the construction of the Egyptian pyramids, were placed on the National Register of Historic Places. So they got some Native American mojo going on down there, too.
0: Oh, man, you don't mess with that, either. Mm -hmm. I mean... Uh, no, uh, if the game were to come down to needing a field goal, LSU mm-hmm. edge hands down because we know, as good as Nick Saban can be, the man cannot find a kicker to save his life.
1: I'm telling you what, it's amazing to me, it really is. I mean, he has just they're stacked at every single position. They go like four deep. One guy just replaces the other, except at kicker.
0: I, I, how do you do that? I mean, that's that's a special talent to not it be really, able to get one decent kicker. I, 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 maybe I, the good kickers try in Alabama. I don't know.
1: I, yeah, I I I don't know, and I I couldn't imagine why they would, but you know, here we are. All right, so so um let's get to some Alabama facts as to why they may win based on facts, not just because they may be, they may or may not be the superior team. So what do you got?
0: Well, here's one that I think it's because Alabama, they could score 110 and beat you, or they can score two points and beat you. Uh, Because they have done that, uh, those very things in 1922. They played Marion Military and beat them by a score of 110 to nothing. Clearly, the mercy rule was in, in force. Uh, and then, just four years later, um, a former SEC team, Sewanee, S-E-W-A-N-E-E, mm-hmm. uh, they took them down to the very end and got a safety at the end of the game to win two to nothing.
1: Wow. <laughs> Wow, that's and a big contrast in points. That's <laughs> a big contrast in points.
0: <laughs> Who has ever seen a football game with a final score of two to nothing? I mean, really,
1: uh, not in this day and age, not in this okay. century. Yeah,
0: so yeah, so like I said, they can do it big, they can do it little.
1: Yeah, all right. Well, you know, in terms of doing it big, during the 1940s, the school kept a live elephant mascot named Alamite. It was a regular on game days, and for several years, it would carry that year's homecoming queen onto the field prior to the game. By the 1950s, keeping a live elephant year-round proved to be too expensive for the university. So instead, the school spirit planning committee started hiring elephants, often from traveling circuses passing through or by Tuscaloosa for every homecoming. Then in the early 60s, an Alabama student named Melford Espy, Espy, which I thought was kind of funny, (laughs) A mile and dressed up up as the animal, so he dressed up as the elephant to cheer on Alabama. Bear Bryant, though, was not a fan of the costume. He thought it was not representative of football players. Uh, He thought that elephants were big, slow, and clumsy, and that was not the image of his players he wanted to portray. However, he was finally, finally talked into letting the students dress up as the elephant's. Um, and so, by the ninth, late 1970s, he finally relented, and that's kind of where you get the whole Big Al costume today.
0: Well, you know, they what happened? I believe it was in the uh, the early 1930s. Uh, Alabama, at that point, had been called the Crimson White, which yes. is uh, and and they were the the thin crimson line. And uh, then in the 30s, they they ended up getting a really Really, really huge offensive line, and one sportscaster made uh, a comment about them being as big as elephants. And the comment that was made was, "Hold your horses, the elephants are coming." And and in 1930, they actually did call the team the Red Elephants,
1: which I think then got the the term Crimson Tide was coined by some a sports editor, Hugh Roberts. Um, and they were something about them playing valiantly in a sea of red mud. Um, they yes. were playing Auburn. Yeah, and it, that ended in a 6-6 six, six tie. So, 101, 2, six, six tie.
0: They can do it all kinds of ways, and, and, and that's just more proof of it. Now, this one, again, this is nothing with any research. This is just one of these little offbeat things. But Alabama's quarterback, to uh Well, let's just call him Tua because if we want to try to get the last name, I will butcher it because it requires too much effort to pronounce it correctly, and I think if you've got a quarterback that you can just go by first name and everybody knows who it is, you've got the edge. Absolutely. And so, well, and the other thing that – okay, Nick Saban. He's Nick Saban. We love Coach O, but he's Nick Saban. And
1: and, and this is true.
0: Yeah. Well, did I you can know, make the case for Coach O though, you know. But I'll, I'll say Coach, Coach, I'll say Coach Saban you because you know I'm making the Alabama case.
1: There you go. I, I mean, you totally make the case for for Cookie Cookie Monster. The um, University of Alabama has a men's and women's wheelchair basketball program, and it's only the program is only one of four in the country, I guess, for like a collegiate wheelchair basketball program,
0: which I thought was kind of cool. That is way cool. I do like that. Uh, Given that we've got these little uh, facts and our own little slants on things, who are you picking for the big game?
1: I'm telling you, this is a this is a tough one. Um, just because, like I said, I have been to Baton Rouge at night, and I can't imagine the insanity that it is going to be in that stadium at 8 o'clock, uh, you know, 7 Central, whatever time it's going to be. In, I think it's 7 Central in Baton Rouge. Um, it, that place is it's it's just going to be absolutely nuts um obviously i think lsu is going to come out fired up with a lot of team with a lot of energy but alabama's going to do alabama things i think alabama's going to win but it's going to be close cuz alabama was got a little bit beat up in that tennessee game they had the bye week so they're coming out of the bye week um I think maybe they've got a little bit of edge on the personnel in terms of coming down to the end of the game. So I'm going to pick Alabama just barely. And I'm just, because they have Dreamland barbecue in Tuscaloosa. So that, yeah.
0: Fair enough. Uh, I'm going to pick Alabama as well. And that is not just because of all the reasons that you just uh, stated, but that LSU has Notched a loss this year, and that gives Alabama some film to work with to see exactly how LSU lost. And Nick Saban is nothing if not totally prepared, analytic, and goes after what you do the best. So uh, you've got that plus. Now here comes the emotional part of my pick. I really, really, really need Alabama to win because if you look, at their history, if they have lost prior to the, the playoffs getting around, they take that very, very personally, and mm-hmm. they kind of play with a, a really mean edge, and then they go through and then just destroy everybody from that point forward. And if things were to work out this weekend for Kentucky, I don't want Alabama to be angry when they get to the SEC title game.
1: <laughs> yeah. <laughs> <laughs>
0: Well, I mean, even not... if they're
1: not angry, I mean, you know, that that is what it that's going to be. Um, but, yeah, I mean, I, I've seen LSU play really, really awesome, you know, against Georgia. And I've seen them play, you know, kind of what the hell are you doing in that game against Florida. Uh, like I said, I think they're going to come out fired up just because of the night game in Death Valley. Crowd's going to be lit. Um, but... Ultimately, I think Alabama just in terms of personnel has the edge. Now, yeah, if it comes down, way, if, it, go ahead. if it comes down, sorry, if it comes down to to you know a field goal, uh, you know, then that's that's going to be a that's a pick 'em right there. <laughs> I, I
0: either way, I don't see this being more than a seven to ten point game. Either way, it's it's going to be a battle, and uh, I think it may be a, a very high scoring affair. It's going to be one or the other. It's either going to be guns blazing on both sides and they're both just going to be racking up touchdown after touchdown or else they're going to get into a defensive slugfest and we're going to be looking at a 10 to 13 kind of thing.
1: Yeah, like that uh, that last national championship game that they both played in that basically, in my opinion, is what finally caused the college football playoff. <laughs> exactly.
0: Well, there you have it. We are going with the majority of the, the, the country. We are picking Alabama, but not for the same reasons that everybody else is. That's what's important. That's what makes us different. In that spirit, it's time for our over and under pick. Um, I've got the number two. Okay. The number of times that we will hear that Saban coached at LSU and led both teams to national championships.
1: Oh, Over. I'm taking that over on that. I'm, I'm going at least at least four, maybe five. Yeah, I thought two was kind of conservative, but I thought maybe but they'll come up with
0: some new material. But who am I kidding? Yeah, analysts are not known. I got
1: I got number number three times that you hear about the kick six, and I know it was against Auburn, but it doesn't matter.
0: I think I'll take the under on that one. I think they'll just throw okay. in a couple of times,
1: okay, all right, that's fair okay i and now
0: I also at three, I have the number of times they will mention how many games Tua never played in the fourth quarter
1: oh i'm i'm gonna I might take the over on that too
0: I think I think that's a fair fair pick fair pick,
1: okay i'm gonna go actually i'm gonna stick with with the Tua thing, but I'm gonna go three. The number of times they mention that his brother is also on the team.
0: I think that's got to be an over. It, it it once they get onto something like that, we hear it, we hear it, we hear it. The camera will pan over to the sidelines when there's to his brother.
1: That's fair. I think so. I agree. Now that
0: we're talking about things on the sideline, I have it too. The mentions of Mike the Tiger.
1: I'm going to take the over. I think I think we see him as if he's in his cage on the sidelines. I think we see him at least three times.
0: That would be fair. It, again, it's kind of like we said about the Florida game last week, which, by the way, there was not a whole lot of bearskin Florida guys, you know, doing the the gator chomp because, well,
1: yeah, you know, I saw one on game day in overalls and no shirt.
0: Yeah. Uh, oh well. Uh, you got any
1: more over unders? Uh you know, I, I don't. I don't. I think I think I have, I have I one have run out. It. All right. And this
0: is one that when we first started talking about creating the show, I couldn't wait till I had the opportunity to put this over under in here. My my number is five. And that is the number of words easily understood by Coach Orgeron at halftime.
1: Under. <laughs> <I'm> going <laughs> with like two. <laughs>
0: Uh, it is so funny because I remember during SEC media days before the season started, uh several of my friends were down there covering it and when Coach A Co- Coach a, Coach O came to the podium, uh the the series of tweets coming from my friends were Coach O's on the podium and he said uh, a bunch of words uh think we heard tough. not <laughs> sure. I mean, there was like four tweets before they got a sentence out that they did and and that's not uh that's no offense to Cocho, but I mean I love his spirit, I love his enthusiasm. But I mean I know I've heard him at some of his post games they've had a big win. He's like, fight Yeah, no, I I mean I, I
1: think I think it's I think I think it's hilarious. Um, And again, we're not saying this to like, you know, disparage him or anything like that. I mean, that's just the way the guy is. And you know what? He's he's good with it.
0: (laughs) Well, and it's his Cajun roots come out of there. Right. Yeah. You you hear that. So you can't fault him for that. But I think I was the one who suggested on Twitter one night that clearly his previous employment was doing the voice of Cookie Monster.
1: Yes. Yes. Well, you because, know what's funny though, Michelle. I'm just going to throw this this fact in here, just because since we're talking about you know his Cajun roots and that kind of thing, LSU is actually one of the few universities in the country to offer a minor in French with an emphasis on Cajun French. So oh, that's cool. That's actually very, very cool. Well, there you have so it. Maybe you, our over. There you go. Oh, sorry. Ah, there
0: <laughs> you go. We're not as slick this week as we were last week, but that's okay because. Uh, it's our show and we'll do what we want to. That's another shout out to your other
1: podcast. That's exactly right. But I like it.
0: <laughs> well, of course you would. Uh, wow. We've got 40 minutes into here and it flew by. It seems like we just now started and I don't know how time flies like that.
1: We will be always, back. I was just going to say, it. it, it I, sorry, it always does when you're having fun. Absolutely.
0: But never fear. Like I can say we will be back next week. Uh, I think it's, what happens this weekend will probably determine what our next feature game is because we like to pick something that that matters because you know it just means more. And there, but there may be some games that are just interesting because we're getting into that time of year with the rivalry games. Yes. So, uh, I, well, either way we look at it, I mean, there's going to be a nice selection of games to choose from. Um, Boy, an exciting, exciting weekend of football coming up uh, for the SEC. I'm sure there's other conferences that think they've got something going on, but we know better. Uh, We're just that
1: much better. (laughs) Sometimes imitated, never duplicated.
0: There you go. There you go. As a Dallas Cowboys fan, I know exactly where you got that phrase from. That's from the Dallas Cowboys cheerleaders. The often imitated, never duplicated.
1: I got it from – the um not grambling Southern's band uses that well, and that's true too I
0: love the band, southern, but
1: southern Jaguars, yes,
0: band nerds, so deal with it, band nerds and sports junkies, what a life, so,
1: totally, I'm telling you, living the dream, living the dream,
0: absolutely, so, like I said, you can follow us on Twitter at it just means m o r one you can email us at s e c means more at gmail dot com if you find either one of us particularly interesting, which i mean you absolutely should, you can follow carrie at g r l s beer sports or you can follow me at
1: forever big blue
0: i think this is uh i think this is probably a wrap on this show any any parting words for our friends here
1: i uh, I don't think so uh I'm actually kind of sad i I'm really kinda getting sad that it's is week ten i mean We're coming out of week 10 Of college football season That
0: is a little bit to make you sad On the other hand When you look at what the SEC Is bringing to the court This basketball season The league is storming back Into relevancy And so I think our depression will be somewhat Assuaged by the fact The SEC is not going away Just because basketball season is going to be starting
1: This is definitely true
0: but well, we thank you all for listening to us. Uh, if you like it, uh, by all means, please let us know. Share with your friends. Share with your friends uh, that are fans of all schools because everybody's welcome here. It is the semi-serious podcast for the serious SEC fan. It just means more. Thanks and have a great week.
1: See y'all.